This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, my next guest, Justin McLean of The Roulettes, who have some new music out to share with us all, a new album, Demosphere, and uh, they are also coming our way, fingers crossed, uh, to bring a celebration of the music of Andrew, Andrew Bruff, our way. You will know Andrew Bruff, I'm sure, um, former co-singer and co-songwriter of Straight Jacob Fitz, who passed away in February 2020. Uh, Justin and others have been working on a project around that, and uh, Justin joins us on the line now. Morena, good to have you with us, Justin. Yeah, Morena, Jeff. Uh, first of all, Justin, uh, we're you know having these conversations bubble to bubble. Tell us about your bubble. Uh, it's a bubble of four. Um, we're all trying to get work done, um, uh, mostly successfully. So yeah, pretty good. We're all we're all keeping well. Um, so yeah, it's really not that much to report. Justin, are you fortunate enough, like some musicians, to have a little special place in your own bubble to be able to go away and work on some music? Uh, not really. I, I I can find a corner as far away from people as possible, but um, no, there's not a lot of <clears throat> not a whole lot of music playing going on at the moment uh, uh, it's a lot of difficult to find the time and space but it's quite good that I'm in this position of um, doing a bit more promotion and sending things out so I'm at that that part of the cycle yeah, good so to that's, have, that's quite good actually yeah well good to have something to do an odd time though isn't it <laughs> to be releasing new music and Demosphere is uh, the roulette's new music um, how new is it and you know where did these songs come from hmm um, well, we uh, so we released an EP last year, and that was kind of pretty much in response to Andrew's death. We had a we had a few songs, um, and we wanted to do something musical and say, "Hey, look, thanks," and and mark the passing of Andrew. And then since we've had um, we've had a, had a bit of time to reflect, and I've had I've been involved in playing playing Andrew's songs. We had a gig this year in May the seventh uh, on his birthday up in Auckland. At the wine cellar, which went really well. Um, that's the music of Andrew Brass, and that's the, the unit we're, we're bringing down to Dunedin, hopefully. Um, and then, uh, so after doing all, all Andrew's music for a long time, I was pretty keen to focus on my own. And um, so we, we delved back into our demo folder, and Ben, who's in Hanoi, um, found the time suddenly and got inspired, and we went through our archives and um, started fixing up a few songs. I think the oldest song dates back to about, I don't know, like 10, 15 years old. Um, so we did redid a version of that. Um, a couple of songs were from about that era and the others date from sessions that I've done at home um, in the last three, three or four years up to even, you know, quite recent, up to last year, a song I did in lockdown um, called... Uh, future days. So, and then we also um, we we became came to the possession of some demos from um, of Andrew's music from Don Buff, Andrew's brother. Um, and these these were songs that I learned with Andrew. He showed me um, the, the chords and everything when I played with him back in 1992. Um, and at the same time as I was learning those, the video surfaced from um, the, our first gig at Sammy's. And I was able to see us playing them, um, a couple of those songs together, which was pretty uh, pretty cool experience to see that. So um, Ben and I put together versions of those songs, and that's um, whatever comes to mind and something's changing. 
So we build them up from the demos and from that, looking at that live footage and from what I remember of playing them. For those who uh, don't know, of course, your connection with Andrew Bruff is not just from the experience of spending some time in an early version of Bike with him, but uh, it's a familiar one as well. It is, yeah. So he, um, his dad moved in with my mum, so he's kind of my stepbrother. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I got to know Andrew when he was about 12, and I was, I was significantly uh, eight years younger, so... Um, or possibly he might have even been about 10. I can't really remember. And so, yeah, I knew him through his high school years and then, again, um, you know, throughout when he was in the fits and stuff. So, and, uh, yeah, ended up we were flatting together in 92. Um, so, yeah, he was a big, big feature of my life um, as a kid, growing up, very influential figure, um, and musically very influential as well. He helped mentor um, my first band, Funhouse, and did a lot of recordings with us, pre-production, showed us how to how to do things right, um, and came to the studio with us as well and made really, really helpful suggestions. So, yeah. He also showed us all how to write a damn good song, right? Yeah, well, he kind of left that, he, he left a few, I think the key, he left that out. <laughs> he showed us um, the, the mystery part uh, that makes it really... Um, totally unique is um, it was all him so you can you study them and you go what? how you know and it's there's that but that um, you can see the technical aspects but um, it's the feel to his songs is something else and he does he does quite unusual things with structures um, that don't they're, they're intuitive but they're not they're not logical you know so if it's something like save my life um, learning that is quite a challenge because the structure is quite unusual um, suddenly it'll go into into a chorus when you're not really expecting a chorus and then the chor- that chorus will be an extended chorus with an additional chord at the end of it and um, then the, another part will only come in three times instead of four and it all feels right, you know, it just feels great um, when you're playing it but um, you know, a lot of people feel I've got to do this two times here and then four times here and so yeah. Well it's all rather tantalising the way you've drawn this material together for Demosphere and of course, <laughs> you are truly a modern band. The way that uh, you work, you're not physically in the same city as each other, but you still make cohesive music. There's a challenge in that, right? You're happy that you've managed to be able to achieve the kind of sense of um, fluidity and togetherness that you need um, f- for releasing music, even though you're not in physical proximity? Yeah, definitely. Um, last time... Um the EP last year, Rocket to You, Ben and I talked a lot um, on FaceTime. Um, and we've been together since um, 1988 in a, in a band playing some music together with a, with a break. Um, <clears throat> and you know, we saw other people for a while. Um, but then we've, we've got back together because we felt we had unfinished business. And in the, in the early 2000s, we started working on it on Brilliance as a project with a definite forward momentum. We, we knew what we wanted to do. We knew what we didn't want to do. Um, so we we started that conversation. We had a lot of we had a lot of conversations about music at that point. Um, so this time round, I would be I would record something. Um, ben would see that I'd done that in, in Dropbox. He'd get notifications. Um, I'd go to bed. I'd wake up in the morning and he'd go check this mix. So then I'd I'd listen to it on my way to work or, um, or whatever, and I'd think about it. Um, then I'd get home and then I'd do some more recordings 
and add something to it and then he'd get a notification and then he'd think about it and and so we we actually it was it was great to wake up going oh oh great got a call this got a new mix you know got a new thing to think about so we were having quite a close conversation and it just happens to fit in really well with um your daily working family life it will resonate, no doubt, very strongly for people in lockdown around the world right now as it being a really effective way of working. Yeah. Uh, so so well done. Congratulations on that. Thanks, um, Let's talk a little bit more about uh, the tour and the show, the music of Andrew Braff. You mentioned that uh, there had been this opportunity um, to perform uh, this sold-out performance in Tamaki Makaurau at the Wine Cellar. Um, that brought together... A great lineup. Tell us a little bit more about how it all works. Well, um, so uh, Relets uh, opened up. Now, um, Darren Stedman and Tenzin Mullen are um, uh, drums and bass, respectively, in Relets. And so I come down to Needham when time and COVID allows and rehearse. And so we did Relets stuff and we did also with the, the um, basis of the Strategic Fits material as well. So we decided we're going to, we're, that's, that was going to be our bag. We, we'd do that. We'd cover that. Um, Donald and I, Don Brass and I, we're doing the Orange. We do some songs from the Orange. Um, and Peter Bragan, actually, the drummer from the Orange, flew up and joined us. And we'd had, I'd had one run through of stuff with him uh, in Dunedin. Um, so that was kind of little seat of, seat of your pants stuff. But that worked out really well. We played two songs from the EP, Fruits Out of Lives. Um, and then we had the, the Strategic Fits sort of um, section of the set, and Donald came and played a few songs there as well. Um, Jan Howrigal joined us for um, Down in Splendor. Um, unfortunately, she won't be making it um, on this leg of the tour. And then we, we had a break, and um, I was joined by John McDermott uh, on drums and Tristan Mason on bass. And Tristan um, was in bike as, as well. He was in the and the bike that recorded um, the EPs and the album um, Taking the Sun. So he spent five years, you know, working with Andrew really closely. And, and I, I bumped into him. Well, you know, I saw him again at Andrew's funeral. So we reconnected there, um, along with um, stepbrother Carl, who was in bike as well. Um, so that was that was a, a real positive to, you know. To, um, that came out of Andrew's, Andrew's death was reconnecting with Tristan and other people um, and so John, Tristan and I rehearsed all the bike material and we played through that um, and then Charlotte Yates um, joined us for Save My Life um, and that's because of Mark Tierney uh, who's in LA and during last lockdown after Andrew's death he recorded a version of Save My Life with Charlotte on vocals and sent it to uh, Tristan doing the bass uh, Tristan told me he was doing this and I said well I'm going to do the guitars then so I recorded the guitars during lockdown um, and they stuck so then I had since struck up a you know relationship with Mark over in LA and he ended up remixing Rocketeer off our last EP so um, yeah, we're, in, we're in touch I'm in touch with Mark still now as well um, <clears throat> so that was the bike part and then we finished with Andy Dandy with Don, um, Charlotte and I, Donald on keys, and Andy Dandy, for those who may, may or may not know, is the last song Andrew recorded for the um, 
uh, James K. Baxter, um, songs of J- James K. Baxter that Charlotte Yates put together. So she's recently done, um, I think Catherine Mansfield is the most recent one she's done. She gets music- New Zealand musicians to record versions of, of stories and poems, um, uh, producing original music to accompany it. And Andrew's one was Andy Dandy. Well, that's an incredible lineup of talent celebrating music from right across Andrew Bruff's uh, career. And of course, that I can only imagine how, what the room felt like for that wine cellar performance. And here we are now, fortunate enough to be contemplating at least the opportunity yeah. to do this again. I mean, c- clearly, it's just acknowledge the elephant in the room. We're just not quite sure yeah. where things will be in terms of tours. But at the moment, the plan is still to bring those shows to Wellington, Dunedin, and Christchurch. That's right, yeah. Yep, so I'm not cancelling yet. Um, and if uh, we won't cancel, we'll, we'll postpone if we have to. Um, determined to bring it bring it around the place. Um, we, as you say, it was, a, it was a quite a, you know, it was a magical night. It was a great night. Um, everyone was, you know, the, the crowd was fantastic. Um, the music went really well. Um, and we want to bring that. We, we actually were asked to bring it to other, other places. So when you're playing Dunedin, when you're playing Wellington, um, I don't know if anyone actually asked from Christchurch, but um, we're going to bring it there anyway. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll bring it around. It's it's important that we do it. Um, I think it's a it was such a shock when Andrew died, um, not just to me, um, but to to many people who loved his music and people who didn't know him, and for whom his music was significant, really significant. Um, so this is a I think this is an important thing to do uh, in terms of promoting his music, which I think is under underappreciated by those who who don't know it. Um, and but not certainly not underappreciated by those who do. Well, we're lining up for Friday the 1st of October here in Otipoti Dunedin at Dive as the venue. And, uh, well, we just keep our finger on the pulse as far as that's concerned, but great news to hear that there's determination to bring that show uh, to other parts of New Zealand, including Otipoti, uh, when it's possible to do so. Uh, it will be a magical night. Um, there'll be a few tears shed, no doubt, but mostly we'll be uh, reveling in these Fantastic songs from this writer and performer, Andrew Bruff. Can't wait. Um, and we're going to go out now, uh, Justin, with an opportunity to hear uh, the roulette's interpretation of Something's Changing. Tell us about the song. Um, well, so this is this dates back to the early 90s, that period, uh, just after, as far as I can tell, um, that uh, Andrew wrote it shortly after leaving the Fitz. Um, and a very fertile period of writing. He wrote, like, I don't know, 10, 15. He, he wrote a whole bunch of songs, um, and I remember him disappearing into his room and uh, every day for hours and hours and hours, and that dedication was incredible, and he recorded and re-recorded songs. And so he taught this to us um, in 92, and we uh, we played it at Sammy's and, and a few gigs after that until Andrew decided to go back up to Auckland. Um, and uh, Marcus, who was, Marcus Thomas, who was the bass player in the band, remembers um, Andrew came around and said, oh, just this the best song I've ever written <laughs> and played in the demo. So he was he clearly felt really strongly about the song. I, I'd always loved it and some of the lines had stuck with me, like um, that line about a cigarette stuck on your lip, which you'll hear soon. And it's a, 
Yeah, it's got a soaring chorus, and I, just, I wanted to give it that sense of um, uplift that you get with um, those sort of, you know, the Andrew, Andrew choruses and, and with that fitzy type of feel as well. Um, and, yeah, beautiful chords, um, slightly one of Andrew's characteristic tunings on it, great dynamics, and, uh, and uh, a heavy um, kind of lead break as well. Right, well let's let's take a listen. It's roulettes with something's changing. Andrew Ruff composition. Uh, Justin, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM's Awesome Morning Show. We look forward to seeing you here hopefully on the first of October, but if not, shortly thereafter. Go well. Yep. Cheers. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.